Hello and welcome back to the B&B Show. I'm Andy Blaylock. And I'm Kevin. Be saw. Be seen. Oh, my new clothing line. That's yes, right. right. <laughs> I saw. You saw. We all saw. Be saw. Uh, how are you doing today? I am good in the hood. Finding Danny like cotton candy. Oh, made no. in the shade drinking pink lemonade. Asked. I'm sorry. I'm too blessed I'm sorry. to be depressed. I'm sorry. Hey, listen. I'm accepted and beloved. And I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be anywhere at this age, 35. <laughs> he's gone. This is why I, I never ask him how he's doing. I apologize to our listeners. And I only sure. had a half a caffeine, caffeinated beverage. What'd today. you have? On Alani. Oh, one of those. Yeah, we should have the, we should have a sponsorship. Yes, we should. First it was Celsius. You all were all in Celsius. Then I'm still Alani. in Celsius. Are you? Yeah. And there's Alani, and then there's goat fuel, and then there's... Something else. I don't get goat, greatest of all time fuel. fuel pretty much. Okay. It's tasty. It, it is tasty. I've yes. It. Don't drink energy drinks. Just drink water. Water. You can't see it. But see, that's what you drink. What's there a ninja's favorite drink? Water. Oh, oh boy. boy. We're going to end the episode now. <laughs> <laughs> please. Please. Honestly, this was something I think we both say that we've worked a lot on, something we've been thinking about for a while. We had that Ask Us Anything episode dangerous ask us anything very, very, episode yes we had to shift through some of the questions like should we use that one no yeah, no no but there was one specifically that really stuck out to us and we thought we can't just answer this in two minutes we're gonna ramble on for a long time a long yeah. time yeah for a long long time for a whole episode and uh it, the question was and really the name of this episode is what are some of the things that the teens have taught you what you've learned from youth, youth ministry and the first thing that struck out to me is, and, and we'll talk about this more, Brother Kevin, but sometimes we think in youth ministry, you know, we're here to mentor them and we're there yeah. to tell them what to do, and this is what God's Word says, and you need, to, you need to do this, 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 this. But really, the young people have also influenced us. Mm-hmm. As young people in the Scriptures influence, I mean, Saul was not in his right place, but he was influenced by who? David. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he was shy. He was impressed by this young man. Mm-hmm. Daniel does so many instances in Scripture. The Bible says, you know, let no man despise thy youth. Uh-huh. God uses young people. Right. Um, and you're going to go into that too, but there are things that young, the young people have taught us. Oh, yeah. I really do believe. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, the first thing I want to say, you know, caffeine, it's, it's never enough when working with youth. <laughs> yes. Um, it's very important. Hide the communion juice. It's the bedrock of any... <laughs> Youth ministry. Somebody caffeine. tells you to do an all-nighter. Run. Don't walk. <laughs> have a away. midnight madness. No, I actually, I, I, I'm up for that. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, no, all joking aside, I, I've learned over the years uh, working with young people that um, they're not just the future of the church. Some people discount young people. They they despise yep. their youth. Yep. You know, you're going to be the future of the church, and I think. That I, I've learned over the years that they're the church right now. Yes, amen. They have the capacity to serve God, mm-hmm. just like somebody who's been saved for most of their life, you know, some of the older saints. Yeah. They have the capacity to serve God and be used of God, uh, just like somebody who's been saved for quite some time. I was thinking about Vacation Bible School, mm-hmm. two, uh, was that 2021? The space theme that we had yeah, last year, yeah, and uh, it was a blessing to me to go up and down the hallways and go through the walkways and, and see. And not just our adults, but our teenagers leading children to Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, that goes to show me that you don't have to wait to serve God. You don't have to wait till you're in college to learn Bible doctrine. You can learn and you can serve God right now. And a young person, a teenager, has the capacity to serve God. And you just mentioned David. Yeah. David was a young person. He was. The Bible says he was ruddy and of a fair countenance. Kind of like me. No, yeah. 
yeah, but yeah. he was a young person, and here he was influencing a king of a nation. Yes. And he was being used of God in a mighty way. The, the fact that there's people out there that say, well, you can't serve God right now because you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, whatever, yeah. I, I think that that is misplaced. I, I think young people can be mature in the Lord, and yes. they can serve the Lord just like some saint who's been saved for, for many, many, many years. Yeah. And so it's been a blessing to see that. That's one of the things. I've got a lot, actually. I could go on and on yeah. This and one on will be hard for and us. On and on oh, and on. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> but what have you well, to yeah, say? Also, well, also, jumping on what you said, too, Alley-oop. is expect more from them. Yeah. Expect yeah. more from your young people, because I think people think, like, well, they're Christians in training, or they're, they're growing. They're not quite at the level we are at, but that's absolutely foolish. Mm-hmm. And that's absolutely against and contrary to God's Word, yeah. because God can use and will use anyone simply with the template that they're willing. Yeah, That's they're all available. that's required, if they're yep. available and willing. There's so many instances in Scripture of people very young, yep. young people... Joseph was very young, actually, when all yeah. of these terrible things happened to him. He didn't you know, go to Bible college, and then after that, oh, now I'm a strong enough Christian. I'm a good enough Christian to be sold <laughs> into slavery, thrown in a pit, thrown yeah. in Potiphar's house, right? And expect more from your young people, because mm-hmm. they, they want to be challenged, and they want to serve, right. and they want to grow. But too many times, because we see them in nursery, mm-hmm. or then we see them in middle school, or we see them like, in kids' church and all that, it's like, well, they're not... They're not they're not done growing yet, which is true. They're becoming adults, but mm-hmm. see them as God sees them, right? Not as you do. There's too many times I see, and I'm going on a personal hobby horse. Forgive me. Oh, there, there's too many times where we talk to our teenagers like they're children. Yeah, and if you treat them like children, then they will only behave like children. Mm-hmm. But if you expect more from them, and you look at more than them, and you see them again as God sees them, and what they will be one day, mm-hmm. they will respond in kind. Don't treat them like kids. Treat them like the adults you expect them to be. Yeah, because in a few short years. They're in college. Well, are they magically mature? And that's no. the other problem, too. Like, the moment they go into college, oh, they're magically mature. Well, no, no, they're not. They still need help, and they need mm-hmm. guidance and wisdom and love and support. And I think a lot of it is because, here we go, society, <laughs> our society thinks like there's these milestones we hit, chronologically speaking, uh-huh. and all of a sudden we're just great people, or we're ready. Mm-hmm. But like you said, a, God can use a 13-year-old, a 14-year-old, a 15-year-old. Right. But, but if we don't expect that from them, Mm-hmm. Then why should they expect that from themselves? If we don't yeah. treat them that way, mm-hmm. you know. So what were you gonna say? No, I was thinking, uh, you know, some more Bible people: Daniel, my shack, your shack in the bungalow, <laughs> rack shack and Benny. That's <laughs> yeah. what I grew up here. These were young people taken from Jerusalem, taken hundreds of miles away yep. from anything that resembled their home, their mm-hmm. God, their family, yep. and there in Babylon un- under King Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Yes, they chose to do the right thing. They they chose to stand up for God, and in Daniel chapter one, they're just young people. Yeah, they're they're not adults, you know. And basically, what I'm getting back to is, young people have taught me that you can expect more out of them because they are the church right now, and they're not the church just the church of the future. Mm-hmm. Sure, in the future they'll have responsibilities in the church, but they can have responsibilities. They can serve God right now. Yeah. They can experience God in a real way right now. They can have prayers answered, and they can see God just like any person who knows Jesus Christ as their Savior. It's true. Mm-hmm. You remember Job's friends? Um, <clears throat> you know, Miserable comforters. All you all. And, you know, they all were filled with, out of because of so many years they lived in their life, they mm-hmm. filled with false notions about God mm-hmm. and casting judgment on Job and being very, very self-congratulatory yes. and deprecating to Job. But then remember, there was the youngest man who uh-huh. kept his silence and listened, as he should, 
Then in the end, he spoke and he said, why are none of you giving God his honor? Mm-hmm. Why are, because he had a heart for God. Mm-hmm. But see, a lot of people would look at that young person like, yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. a young <laughs> – and even the children, remember when the, the disciples were like, no, 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 we mm-hmm. don't want the young people. Keep the young people out. No, no, not for Jesus. They're for us. Mm-hmm. Jesus is for us. And what did Jesus Christ say? Suffer the children to come yeah, to me. Well, Put a child in his life. Unless you become like this, you shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Let them come. And let them come. The problem is too many times in youth ministry, I think, like you said, we, we groom them thinking like, well, one day they'll be good church members. No, they're church members now. Yeah. Are you training them now mm-hmm. to be what God wants them to be? Or are you just treating them like, oh, well, they're just a kid who came from junior church and now he's up? Yeah. And we got to fill them with activities and sugar. And, <laughs> I like to fill them with sugar, but that's okay. But that's okay. They like that. Because <laughs> I fill myself with sugar. There's another thing before I give it over to Brother Andy. Yeah, yeah. Is teenagers, I find more often or not than in a church, they're, they're a thermostat yes. in the church. You say, what on earth do you, don't touch the thermostat, yeah. you know? <laughs> um, they're the ones in a lot of places that determine the spiritual temperature mm-hmm. of a church. You look at some of the great awakenings. Um, they started with teenagers, young people praying. Yeah. Um, they're the ones when they get on fire for God, their attitude, good or bad, yeah. good or bad, their attitude is contagious, and they have an ability as a youth ministry to raise and lower um, you know, the, the spiritual zeal in, yes. in a church, I think. Uh, another thing that they, they've taught me, but I, I've seen it time and time again, teenagers get on fire for God, and God starts using them in, in a church, and uh, don't let somebody tell you you can't serve God yes. right now, because yeah. you can. All right, I've talked don't let much. Them, don't, let Go cool ahead. Down, don't let them cool down your zeal. Yeah. And unfortunately, in a church, sometimes it's our own people that throw water on oh, that yeah. fire. After youth conference, well, you'll get over it. Yeah, I came home. I got saved at a youth conference mm-hmm. uh, back 21 years ago, as a matter of fact. And uh, somebody said, well, you're excited now, but you'll get over it. Um, <laughs> a Christian. <laughs> yeah, a well-meaning, trying to, you know, you know, they kind of threw cold water on it. And you know what? I, I haven't gotten over it yet. Yeah. And glory to God to that. Yeah. So Remember thy creator now in the days of thy youth. You know, mm-hmm. if that wasn't possible, if it wasn't possible to serve God or be sold out for God or on fire for God, then it wouldn't have occurred in his word. But it right. has over and Time over and time again. again, yeah. And these were written, what, for our learning and admonition? That's right. For our young people to realize that you mm-hmm. can serve God right now. <laughs> but the problem is see, that attacks our pride. Like, well, yeah. I have gone through life's hardships and trials, and I have suffered things these kids haven't, which all of that is true. But the same God who has helped us and enables us is the same God who equips and enables exactly us. right. And so you're you're limiting God. Mm-hmm. You know, Moses was the same way. You, well, yeah, you can do this, God, but I can't speak. I don't speak none too good, and I can't do that. <laughs> so we put limitations on God yeah. when we look at our young people. But if you expect more from them, mm-hmm. they will give you more. Um, one thing I will say, Brother Kevin, that's that I definitely have learned with our young people for sure, especially this generation, is that it's supposed to be an investment. Mm-hmm. Young people are an investment. Um, they will take up your time. They will grind you to a... No, I'm just kidding. They, <laughs> they're, they're wonderful. They're a lot of energy and all that stuff. But um, it, t- it takes an event. It's not babysitting. Right. And I've seen a lot of my peers treat youth ministry just like that. Like you get some tables, get some food out, and then you just kind of let them it's kind of like a zoo like yeah. you just you just set out the thing and just let them let them go you know and yeah. you take some pictures and write down some notes or yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah people people get to look through the glass and like and there you see a 14 year old boy rummaging for food his armpits are up and running <laughs> <laughs> look at him go <laughs> so it's 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 not babysitting it's not just trying to fill space or 
let's just play games or let's just entertain them and then send them on their way. Mm -hmm. It's an investment. It's mentorship. It's getting down in there and learning what are their thoughts and their desires and their fears, Mm -hmm. all of those things. But that takes work. But every time I see youth ministry in the scripture, there is an intense and deliberate desire mm-hmm. for mentorship. Yeah. Paul didn't just be like, sup, Timothy, what's going on? All right, see you, bye, peace. You know, he was concerned for Timothy. Yeah. He poured his life into this young yeah. man. And the thing, too, with young people, just like younger children in mm-hmm. children's ministry, they want the investment made. Mm-hmm. They want people to care. Right. They want people to listen and hear. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you have to lead them on the straight and narrow, and sometimes you have to correct and guide, but that's what <laughs> they need, right? Yep. And more than anything else, too, like parents are up against so much in the world today. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much. And parents need backup. Yeah. They need someone helping reaffirm what they're trying to establish in their home. Right. And exactly. a youth minister is never to be the parent. That's exactly. another problem. That yeah. youth minister, they try to be the parent, mm-hmm. and that is that is absolutely wrong. Oh, I agree. 100%. That's against God's paradigm. Mm-hmm. What you do is you assist the home in any mm-hmm. way you can. And the problem is, parents try to pour this stuff into their kids, and then they walk out the door, and the whole world's against them, mm-hmm. right? So there's yeah. one place where, if that Christian home, and I will challenge parents, it depends on what you're telling your kids at home. Yeah. If you're telling what your kids at home is from this book, then great. Then we've got your back. A lot of teens don't, unfortunately. Yeah, I've, uh, and it's hard. You can't resurrect that church was put to death at the home. I've heard that before. And yes, if they're not getting a good, solid biblical foundation at home, and I've seen people blame the youth workers. Well, yes. my child, you know, <laughs> yes, they're why? Listen, I, I. It's like Christian school. Like they get yeah. kicked out of public school. Yeah. So they send them to Christian school to get fixed. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't you fix my kid? It's like because you have no because there's no investment. Mm-hmm. Par- if parents don't invest, then none of this matters. And if yeah. and then consequently, if parents invest in their kids and then they send them to church and then we don't invest in them, right? Then it's a lose lose situation too. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to make an investment in our young people. Right. That's why a pastor always tells people, pray for our young people. Oh, absolutely. Because that's, that's something that gets forgotten a lot. But in men's prayer meeting all mm-hmm. the time, they're always praying for our young people, oh, which is yeah. a wonderful thing. I, yeah, I was just in prayer meeting this past week, and, and just listening to the men in our church lift up our young people. They're excited yeah. about our kids, about our young people. And I'll say this too, Brother Kevin. The important thing why and what the teens have taught me like about investment is, is you're not just investing in them. Mm-hmm. They invest in you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And if That's you show, true. they do. And you're teaching them, and this is really the most important thing you teach them to invest in each other. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of teens, they sit down and you understand their life. Like, I got school, I got this, I got that. You know, everyone careth about the things of them, their mm-hmm. own things, right? Right. Um, but you teach them to look outside themselves. If you invest in them, then they'll want to invest in you, mm-hmm. and then consequently they want to invest in the people around them. And that's the, that's the paradigm that God wants, teach others also. Um, I think the key to that when it comes to this investment mm-hmm. is to realize that in youth ministry, it is not about rules, it's about a relationship. Amen. Because it's just like the Christian walks. The problem with youth ministry and even in children's ministries, you get wrapped up in the rules. Don't yeah. touch that. Don't put that in your mouth. Don't, Don't kick eat that, that person. That's the 18-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 there's a lot of that, mm-hmm. but if you lose sight of why you're trying to create this safe environment, not putting things in your mouth, it's not about rules. Mm-hmm. The Bible is not just a set of rules. We say that over and over again right. from when they're four years old to they're 45 to they're 85. We keep <laughs> trying to say it is not... You know, his commandments are not grievous. Right. You know, 
It is not a set of rules. It's a relationship. But that's not just true of adults. That's true of young people. Right. And it's mm-hmm. not just like, you know, you got to wear this, you got to do this, you know, like, don't say that. If that's all youth ministry is to you, you're going to lose them. Yeah, you 100%. Are. 100%. Uh-huh. But if you pour your heart into them, if the mm-hmm. reason – let me tell you why we have these rules. Preach it. Let me tell you why I care, why these things matter, mm-hmm. and then they'll care too. Again, Paul didn't just tell – you know, Paul told Timothy a lot of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, be standing fast in the faith, and these things were written for admission learning. Let no man despise thy youth. He mm-hmm. was talking to Timothy when yeah. he wrote that. All of those things, but be thou example of the believers. But he wasn't just berating Timothy or telling Timothy what to do. Guess what? Paul is also concerned about Timothy's health. Mm-hmm. Remember he said he was yeah. worried about his stomach? Right. He was worried about his physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Paul cared about this young man. Mm-hmm. He said, take a little wine for your stomach's sake. He was also concerned for his encouragement. He knew that Timothy was constantly berated and discouraged. Mm-hmm. He cared about his grandmother. He cared about his family. Yeah. Right? He cared about this person. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, your name's Timothy. I saw the other day, you know, you smacked this guy over the head, stop doing that. You like, posted some on social media. You po- <laughs> <laughs> right, I did not like that meme. Yeah. Um, he cared about him yeah. in every way, as mm-hmm. Christ cares for us. Christ cared about his disciples. Yeah. It wasn't just like, you don't have any faith, you constantly disappoint me, how long must I suffer you? Did he say those things sometimes? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he said to Peter, what did he say? Satan has desired to have you, but I have prayed for thee. Mm-hmm. He cared about the people around him. Amen. And that has yeah. to be with the young people, too. You have to care about them. It's yeah. not about rules. It's relationship. That's exactly... You know, I was thinking about... There's an example in Scripture, Absalom. And now, this is a, a negative um, a, example. A- Absalom sought the heart of the people yes. to turn it against David. Well, why not flip that around? Why not seek the hearts of these young people to turn them towards God? Amen. And, and it's yeah. very hard to do that with you when you go rules first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and that's another thing I, I've learned... You know, we, we're so quick to go in and tell the young, the teenagers what we think and what we want and do this and do that. Sometimes we need to, need to cool down and we need to listen yes. to what they have to say. You'll be surprised yes. if, you just, if, if me as a youth worker shut this and open these very huge things here, these ears on my side of my face, um, the things that come out of their mouth, well, you're like, okay, you see what they're going through. You, you hear what was going on in their life. And so many times we miss out on that because we're focused on other things, peripheral things or rules or whatever the case might be. Yeah, I mean, David, what was David's problem? No one was listening to him. Mm-hmm. He said, is there not a cause? And the guy, yeah, just get this, get this kid out of here. Yeah. But one person mm-hmm. heard the words, right. remember? And yeah. said, bring him to the king. Yeah. Because what he said mattered. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that means you just have to, like you said, you have to listen. And, of course, obviously... It's, it's, it's a two-way street. They listen, you listen, yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> of course, of course. But they want to be heard, mm-hmm. and they have questions. That's another thing, too. I encourage you, if you're, if you're involved in youth ministry or you ever want to be, ask questions and let them ask questions. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, man, there's stuff going on in their heads and in their hearts. Right. You have no idea, and they'll say, well, does the Bible say this? Or I, I, I have this situation. What does God's Word say? Mm-hmm. You're like... What? Wait a minute. There's Wait. a situation at school or work or whatever. Yeah. They, they have questions. Yeah. And the things they're going through, especially yeah. today, are tremendous sometimes. Sometimes I sit down after a certain day, and I'm just like, wow, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I just have to pray because the stuff yeah. they go through. They, they experience depression and anxiety and, and stress and discouragement. And they're to be taken seriously. Now, sometimes you're like, what? 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 My phone couldn't charge my day's ruin. But <laughs> yeah. honestly, that's us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. do that. <laughs> we I, do that. <laughs> yeah. But they, take them yeah. seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. And the other thing that I think we have to remember when it comes to this is 
this is the future. David served his generation, mm-hmm. right? You, you have to help the next generation. You have to. It's the paradigm that God has set. And a lot of times I think that we lose sight of, when we read politics, when we read, I, I hear people say this all the time, well, our country's going down and everything's ruined. The Lord's coming back soon. It's like, yeah, but what are you doing right now? Because yeah. what did David do? Holding on for the rapture. What did Paul do? I mm-hmm. mean, Paul was convinced that the Lord was imminent. And he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. He wasn't wrong. He is imminent. Mm-hmm. But Paul didn't just, he focused on this young man. He focused on the future, you know? And it, it breaks my heart sometimes when people look at youth ministry as something that is secondary mm-hmm. to the church. Because it's not. It's the future. Right. In every single way. And that's where God's heart is. Mm-hmm. Every time in the New Testament church, God's heart was toward young people. Yeah. And all it takes is for us to look outside ourselves and invest. And I wish more people, honestly, invested in our youth ministry. Say um, that again. I wish more people invested in our youth ministry. One more time for the people yeah. in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I think they got the message across. I really wish they did because I think some church members are intimidated. Yeah. Like, well, they're teenagers. I don't know anything about them. I don't know memes. I don't. Trust me, I get it. They have messed up minds. They're a bunch of depraved, <laughs> degenerate. I'm just kidding. I'm just, but you don't have to be intimidated because the one factor that has never changed in hundreds of years with young people is that all they're looking for is love. Mm-hmm and a relationship, and someone to make an investment, someone yeah. to mentor them, someone to help them. They want that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you look at some young people and they're kind of like, they give you that vibe. Like, if you, come, <laughs> if you come so much as within yeah. 20 feet of me, I will hunt you down and gut you like a fish. But it's not true. Wow. They do, they do <laughs> crave those things. And yeah. if you pray for God to use you, he will. Mm-hmm. And God wants his people to bless his young people. And by the way, can I say this too? Can I say this too? I'm going to take my glasses off. That doesn't just include the teens. Mm-hmm. It also includes people in their college years. Yeah. So many times these kids, these teens graduate. You know, a freshman in college is just a second-year senior yeah. in high school. Honestly. It's true. Think about it. And then we just kind of throw them to the wolves. Well, yep, see ya. So they get youth conference and they get all these wonderful things and all mm-hmm. this great support. And then all, the, the moment they turn 18, well, you're on your own. Bye. Bye. He, Joseph, look at Potiphar's house, you know, <laughs> kick him to the curb. Invest in our young people, and not just in, in middle school or in high school, but also all throughout their life. Yeah. Timothy went well beyond high school, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, it just breaks my heart with what a lot of these young people are going through. And I, I just I cannot imagine someone who lives a life in Christ and not be burdened for others. Mm-hmm. You just can't. You cannot be like the Son of God and not look around and be burdened for those closest to you. Jesus right. Christ walked with 12 disciples for crying out loud with Judas. <laughs> he offered him the cup. Yeah, He knew he was going to betray him, and still he gave him the cup and said, I'm giving you one last chance. Yeah. Jesus couldn't help but help the people around him. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we as a church have to remember that too, yeah. especially in the, in the world that we're living in now. Our young people need us mm-hmm. more than ever. And honestly, we need them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's the other I, I love working know. it with youth, man. I, I, I burned your ear. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> a little singe here. <laughs> I have. To, I need a, one of those. A little towels. passionate today. <laughs> no, that's good. I'll be passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, I am. And I was at a church working, and you know, the, the pastor took another church, and they they're like, "We really want you to be the pastor." And I, we prayed earnestly about it, and we considered yeah. it, but the Lord kept bringing my wife and I back to youth ministry, hmm. and uh, we love it. We love working with young people. We love working with children. 
I mean, my, just yesterday, one of the administrators in our public school Bible club came up to us. Hey, your kids are telling us about Jesus. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Amen. And, you know, man, I love it. My wife, she loves working with these young people. And, man, what a great blessing it is. Yeah, it is. And, and we can honestly t- do another show on this because there's a lot you more I could going. say. Okay, can I say one more thing, too? No. Okay. Yes, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I get up like, <laughs> He's done. That's another thing, too, is you, you highlighted it. Satan is attacking, not us. Mm-hmm. He's attacking the youth yeah. every single day. Yeah. So he, he is targeting them. So why aren't we? Right? Like, Ooh, you go good. into these public schools, and you're breaking through. That's his domain. Mm-hmm. That's not your domain. That's his domain, the right. world of public <laughs> education. And you got this guy coming up to you and saying, hey, thanks for giving the Bible to these kids. Because guess what? Every day, they're so, Satan wants their minds. Mm-hmm. He wants their bodies. He wants their life. And who's going out there? Right. So sometimes we, we kind of just sit back and like, well, I have problems. Like, yeah, we all have. Trust me. We all have problems. Yep. But Satan's attacking them mm-hmm. more than anyone else. Yeah, you bring up a good point. You know what? The world wants them. They want the, the world wants their minds. The world wants their hearts. So who is going to go after it? Yeah. Because I think sometimes we don't think God is strong enough. It's like, well, we can't compete with nonstop social interaction or mm-hmm. constant entertainment. Like, yes, you can. Absolutely. And we've seen it in our young people mm-hmm. over and over again that it can be done. And we don't need a superstar church. We don't need fog machines and spotlights. And <laughs> Why not? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> no, we don't need that kind of stuff. You don't need, all, you don't need to compete with the world. Mm-hmm. You simply have to give them Christ. Right. That's all you need. And that's what they want. So, Amen. Anyway. Well, young people, if you're watching... We love you very much. We do, and, very much. Uh, and we're you've, so you've taught grateful. us a lot. Yeah, you've taught us a lot, and I, I'm, I'm sure I can speak for Brother Andy on this. We are so grateful that we get to work with you. I think and, we uh, can say they put up with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So as always, get off Facebook yeah. and get in the book. <laughs> Amen. As Kevin said, we love you guys. We're praying for you always, and we're thankful. We really are. We're blessed to be here. We get to have a show where I can have Kirby. So oh, thanks, yeah. guys. Yes. And they actually watch it. I mean, someone does. Thank I guess. you for the 13 of you that watch it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> to our 13 great supporters, our 12 disciples. We'll Cut one. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Next week, we're going to talk about the things I love about Mr. Kevin. Aww. That'll be like the shortest episode <laughs> ever. So tune in. Yeah, definitely. We love you. Bye. Oh, <laughs>